0: Ready Pop Music
1: Changing Lives. Hello, welcome to another Ready Pop podcast. This is our Music Changing Lives podcast. Uh Ready Pop for Music Charity based in Reading and I've got uh, two team Ready Pop members with me, so there's Yusuf and Pete. Say hello.
0: Hello. Hello.
2: <laughs>
1: We're back again. <laughs> We're back again. Um and we've got some new special guests this week so we have from Valeras am I saying that right is that yeah. how you say it yep. right, yeah um, we, we have Max and Rose hello Max hey how's it going hi good, good.
3: thanks and for Rose. having us thanks for having <laughs> us sorry my name's not Max <laughs> I thought I'd say hello anyway
1: <laughs> and we have John B hello John B hello how you doing um, thanks for having me I, i'm good i'm good thank you um yeah thanks for joining us um it's been inter- we've been doing this podcast now for you know, six months or so i guess um and uh, it's interesting we're beginning to sort of become a bit of a record of music makers around in and around reading it's nice. it's becoming a bit of a document um which we just sort of started off as a as a kind of thing to keep us busy in lockdown and share some thoughts with the world but it's that's um, pretty cool but it's become a little bit more than that it's become um well we call it music changing lives um and our strap line for ready pop is music changing lives because it's it's been about the impact of music um on people's lives so uh, and kind of before we start talking about that stuff um Maybe for our for our listeners um, who, who who don't know your bios, um, be a, be a good idea to maybe get an idea of uh, of of what you do musically. And it's always a really hard question. Well, it can be for some people. I guess it's straightforward. Um, but uh, maybe John, if we start with you, how how do you how do you describe your music? How do you describe um, your
4: music? Making? Well, I'm a I'm a drum and bass DJ and producer. Um, DJing has turned out to be sort of more my job, um, but uh, I only fell into DJing because of the production, and it, you know, it becomes your equivalent of touring as a band when you're an electronic musician. Um, mm-hmm. Do drum and bass have done since I, I went to university? I managed to graduate despite getting into <laughs> music while I was there, um, and I've been lucky enough to, you know, somehow manage to. <laughs> have a career in, in dance music for the last 20 years um still sort of clinging on through the covid situation everything but um i've got really into uh, live streaming been doing a lot of stuff on twitch and um that's worked out it's something i'd wanted to do anyway but um this kind of pushed me into it and um it's actually been going really well uh, and sort of as a byproduct of that, I've learned a lot more about uh, video editing and graphic design and like live streaming technology and stuff, <laughs> despite the way it may look struggling <laughs> connecting up my Zoom earlier. <laughs> um, but yeah.
5: <laughs> I think I have to add in here, though, your live streams are a, a little bit, a, a little bit up there, mate. I mean, like basically like, in terms of like, it, it, I recommend everyone listening to go and check out one of John B's of live streams literally there is nothing missing in terms of entertainment anything that you've probably ever seen in a mem or in a film is just absolutely you've absolutely
2: gone to town a mem pete showing your age
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think i think pete you've just become a mem uh and max rose how do you describe your 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 music as it's as as it's coming out now
3: uh well we've been in a band for a long time and actually well like we were talking about previously like you guys have kind of been with us for a long time we i think it's like coming up to eight years but um obviously now um you know, there's just the two of us, and we've got new music that we've been working with Tarek Musa, who was previously the uh, front man of Sprinking. So he's like actually oh one right. of our yeah. one of our musical heroes. So it's amazing that we get to co-write and he produces our stuff. And um, same did as John. At,
1: did they play at Ready Pop Festival the same year you, you
3: played?
5: Uh, yeah, they had they headlined. Uh, it was like year with like Clean Cut Kid as well. I think. Yeah. Yeah yeah it was great yeah
3: yeah big big we were big fans of spring king and and we're we're a fan of like anything that Tarek does so it's pretty amazing to get to work with him and we've been um same as John And like any artist During the pandemic We've just had to adapt And I've had to Teach myself Photoshop Premiere Pro All these You know things Photoshop that, yes <laughs> You oh, know I love it now Anything Yeah, yeah. no it's great so it's, it's it's useful to have All these things But mm. you know it, You kind of like Do forget Oh yeah I'm, I'm a real musician Who plays live gigs Sometimes But I, I don't know Well <laughs> yeah It's it's kind of weird But um, it's, it's Yeah we, we feel really great About the music That we're making And we can't wait To, to take it
1: out into into the real world Mm. so the the last few of these things have revolved around two questions really that we have for our for our guests and and the first one refers to our title really which is about music changing lives and how Mm. how music is has changed your lives and 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 perhaps in what way i mean i think what's interesting with 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 um with valerius with with you guys, as you say, you've been in this band for, well, in bands for eight years that we've known, Um, and, um, you know, I still unfortunately do think of you as being about 12 which (laughs) is about how old you you were I think yeah when we first met you
3: yeah I think some people did I think that's why like we went through a lot of changes we just um wanted obviously starting up as a young band like we kind of got looked like that but we just wanted to earn people's like respect and we went through changes and uh I think like looking for some sort of validation whereas now we're just like super confident on like what we do we just like we just do it
1: yeah, well, it, it, that's what, what I guess I was winding up to with my 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 rambling preamble there was that. Whilst you're you're a young band, you've been doing it for a long time, and you've toured, and you you know you've been all around Europe and played all huge festivals and stuff. So actually, you're in terms of reading, you're probably one of the the kind of more established reading based kind of rock bands. Well, I think it's really. like you say, like
5: um, you know, the band's been going on for eight or so years. Um, okay. and it just works with me and Rose at the moment with uh, writing songs and how we work with Tark Musa um, yeah I, th- I think from now it's going to work as a duo but you know that might change in a, in a few years time or it might not yeah I think but at the moment it's, it's working really well and the way we're writing at the moment now is it's been so easy and so quick but um, the most because, happy with them in songs so yeah, yeah it's really working
3: We did consider like regrouping and uh you know forming a full band again and that's kind of what we were we wanted to do in the beginning but then um we just found something like me and max have been in a band for so long together but we didn't really get to explore um that dynamic of writing just as us two like we were always best friends but we never actually like wrote a song together which is strange Mm. to think because we there were all other songwriters like Uh, present in the band so it was amazing to like explore that dynamic and and as soon as we started writing songs we were like yeah we don't you know we don't need to add another equation uh something to the equation because it just doesn't uh i don't think it would it's necessary it it just worked really well and yeah so we we do have um we've been rehearsing with our live band which consists of two guitarists all right um and maybe eventually a synth player but (laughs) Mm. (laughs) we'll keep it simple for now
1: And John, has music was music always part of of what you did, or was it a kind of a, um, a thing you fell into?
4: Yeah, it's weird. I mean, because you say like, has music changed your life or anything? It's always been something I was into. I had piano lessons when I was a kid. Like my parents were really supportive, um, and definitely I wouldn't have had the initial leg up if it wasn't out f- uh, for like my parents' support when I was younger. Um, like, my dad used to uh, look in the back of, like, free ads and things, how I got mm-hmm. my first synths and drum machines and stuff. Like, I was I was too young to be able to afford any type of synth or drum, you know, when you're 18 yeah. or whatever. Um, so he'd sort of look in loot and stuff like that and see, you know, I'd be like, oh, I really would love a synthesizer, please, you know, and he'd find somebody <laughs> that was selling off a bunch of studio stuff, keep the mm. one thing we needed, sell the other bits. Uh, so it would mean that it would... Be a very cheap drum machine rather than like full yeah. price, whatever. Um, so I was always into it. Went to university and did cellular biology, like genetics and molecular biology and biochemistry, like real hardcore mm. stuff. Um, but at the same time, was kind of listening to Kiss FM because we could get. The, I think it was before they went legit too, or just mm. in that in that period when it was still a pirate radio station um and was in because i was playing the piano when i was a kid around about that time it was all sort of jean-michel jar and there was and you know there was the remnants of like 80s pop there was always synthesizers Mm. on stage on top of the pops and everything so i was like oh this looks cool and i could make a whole record on my own because i've got no friends and stuff (laughs) like that (laughs) um so like that is definitely why one of the reasons electronic music um uh, appealed to me And then started DJing a little bit At university I'd, I'd had a few records out then That I'd managed to rope people into releasing Like the guy that worked in the local record shop In Maidenhead uh, mm-hmm. My friend Adrian um, And then uh, A friend of mine started the student radio station In Durham So I just had to like learn to mix mm-hmm. Live on air And it was a way of playing drum and bass To everyone at Durham Who hadn't really heard of it um and then after i graduated i was just like i want to try and give this a go you know give it a year or two if if i can't get anywhere then i'll go back to what my career was supposed to be which is like working for glaxo welcome (laughs) or something like that i could have i could have been on the team that did the vaccine (laughs) Um, and instead what am i doing what am i doing but um yeah so sort of has always been part of what i do um it, I'm a bit of a sort of lone wolf, really, in the drum and bass scene. I, I get on with well with everyone, and I've I've done stuff on most of the the big labels in drum and bass over the years. But um, sort of, I tend to release most of my stuff on my own label now, and my stuff doesn't really fit into like. <laughs> the most of most of the stuff i I do doesn't really fit into like the the mainstream drum and bass but somehow i managed to sort of exist in the world and people tolerate me enough (laughs) Um, and that kind of helps uh maybe that's why i've been around so long because my stuff sometimes stands out a bit and is a bit more different and and everything but um and i've managed to like not destroy my reputation with the 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 weird stuff I've, i've made in the past but i don't know
1: it's yeah. funny, I was listening to your one, um, to your tracks on the, your SoundCloud stream earlier, oh and there's not many drum and bass tracks that reference Howard Jones.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he used to be my neighbour. Um, that's a, that's a sort of wasn't your piano story. teacher, was he? No. Oh my god, that, I'd, I'd be a better piano player than than I am now. I'm sure yeah and uh, my friend robbie who i went to school with but was like he was a few years older than me and he was always several steps up the mm-hmm. ladder in terms mm-hmm. of he had the better synthesizers and drum machines and like mm-hmm. when it was the assembly at school he'd be the guy that was they'd said and here is robbie with his electronic music um <laughs> and he ended up working with howard jones a lot and he still does he tours with him as like his right hand man basically and um through him sort of linked up and um uh, did a remix did a couple of remixes for them actually and um there's been a few times where they've drafted me in as a sort of warm-up dj at stuff um and i sort of <laughs> i love 80s stuff in general so sometimes i do sort of power 80s uh dj yeah. sets kind of mixing them how a club dj would beat matching and everything um <clears throat> i did this mad thing this 80s festival that they did at pontins or somewhere in <laughs> pogner regis <for laughs> recently was funny but anyway that's my howard jones
1: story <laughs> 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 Excellent. Um, for for the younger viewers and Valeras. Howard Jones was big in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> He's still big now, man. He's doing yeah, like, yeah, new yeah. loads of
4: really good new music, still touring, smashing it, like selling out stuff, like still pushing <laughs> the boundaries of technology as well.
1: Um, so one of the things we've been reflecting on is is the you know, it's the pandemic and the last year and lockdown stuff and how that's affected affected your music making and, and how it's how it's changed things. I, I guess for, for Valeras, you um You know, in terms of you you working together, the pair of you, I suppose the pandemic's maybe helped that a little bit rather than having to feel the need to go out and... Well, not feel the need to go out. You just couldn't go out and kick, I guess.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it was was definitely weird because it... um uh, you know, well, we weren't. were we were going through changes at the same time as going through the pandemic. So, um, it to be honest, it gave us the chance um, to sit and and have a lot of writing sessions. No, not ride, six. Where We would sit uh, <laughs> at six meters or whatever it was. Uh, would sit apart and like have like <laughs> have like this picnic picnic <laughs> set up in between us with all the instruments and like we would like grab things at a distance. <laughs> but it gave us like. Um, a good time to just sit and and just focus on that because uh before we were just kind of consistently touring gigging touring gigging rehearsing rehearsing so it was always um it was Mm. we 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 did try to like fit in writing but i i I don't think we ever actually managed to get that sort of balance right because i think we um you know, there, there were more of us and it was just harder because we were just so busy. And I feel like now um, that would change because we have this new kind of formula where we, like, write... Um, obviously, because of the pandemic, we write from each other's home. We send each other stuff back and forth, including with Tarek. Um, and then once that's ready, we just go to Liverpool, record it, and then, um, yeah, just, like, mm. do stuff. But, um, yeah, I think, I think it was interesting because... Uh, obviously when you're a musician you do gigs in order to like you know gain listeners and like gain exposure um but we just kind of had to try and um really push on the social media i know there's like a lot of bands on tiktok now and stuff like that but you know that's a whole another conversation but we we tried to just like stay on people's uh you know stay up to date like so people would like still follow us and you know let them know like hey we still got music coming even though it was a quiet year.
2: It's really interesting cuz like listening to you now and and in our previous podcasts we've had so many bands and acts um, have this moment in the pandemic where they've had more space to think about what they want to do yeah. with their music which has been really good for them but also kind of highlighting how adaptable they have to be and even when we're speaking to kind of bands like you who've had kind of quite big recognition played major festivals um, you're still having to learn and do all these stuff yeah. yourself, and the skill set that musicians now have, and that we're talking to people on the podcast, is yeah. huge. Like John's talking about Photoshop yeah. with you and stuff, and it's like these are things that musicians, being their own graphic <laughs> designers and their own video <laughs> editors and their own their own content yeah. makers, it's it's a it's a huge huge job, and I don't think necessarily. Yeah. People realize how many bands and and also bigger bands and bigger acts are doing all oh my of God, this yeah. themselves. Absolutely, mm. I was
3: I, I think about this a, a lot actually, and I think about like the things that musicians are now, like you say, like now having to do, like to adapt and to stay relevant and to you know keep promoting their music. But like back in yeah. the day, you would just like release a tune, play some gigs, like at most yeah, take was. a photo and put it as your cover. Now it's yeah. now it's like. Oh my god It's like Everybody's (laughs) gotta know How to like Create graphics Create animations Edit videos Like to put on Your content For your social media Create themes And to be honest Like I do love Doing that stuff Like I studied Media in college Um so I I have a bit of knowledge anyway, and I like that. I like taking photos. We would do like home shoots and stuff, and I, I love doing that stuff. But uh, yeah, sometimes it, you 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 do tend to forget like not why you're doing it, but like why why you're having to take on that role, if that makes sense. Like um, as a mm-hmm. musician, you're like oh, I should be playing a gig right now rather than like editing editing like a four minute video (laughs) or like creating artwork but it's all part of the process and I think now it's just kind of like normal you know like I think now you don't really think Mm. about it much and as I say like I'm glad that I enjoy it so it doesn't feel like a chore because um it sure it can be a little bit challenging at, at times but um yeah it's a good thing that at least I enjoy it rather than hate it because i know a lot of people do and it's it's hard already as it Mm. is so i
2: think both both you guys and and john as well are so good at at using it like as you're so good at using social media um john with the live streams and again what pete said about the graphics in john's live streams they're the the they their cultural documents of of pretty Hmm. much one week to the (laughs) night
4: I know, yeah, you've got to say, like, some of the things that have ended up on on the visuals, I can't imagine me ever doing, you know, feeling the need to create a live stream where I was writing the never-ending story guy while playing 91 (laughs) hardcore or something. But, like, talking about all the meat, the the us, like, becoming a one-man band of everything, it's a... I don't want to get too much into, like, majors versus independents and, you know, huge artists versus people Mm -hmm. like us and all of that. But, like and but being introspective and thinking about covid and you know what think decisions and what we're forced to think about and everything i'd love to just be able to make music all day and make my you know i think my best contribution to the world and what is most important i want to leave behind is more songs and more albums and have the time to just do that and um I love all the extra stuff that goes with it and it's great making the fun videos and making nice pictures for social media and everything. Um, One thing that is really good about all of us learning how to do it ourselves is normally we wouldn't be able to have that kind of promotional content out there unless we either were rich already and had the money to pay a videographer, had either, you know, came from privilege or very well connected. Or on a major or some somebody had signed us and was putting the money so you know before you wouldn't have nice posh pic you know in the myspace era the the arms race was do i have nice cool you know um scene pictures of myself looking cool like then it's gone into now you need nice videos now you need fully professional super smooth dslr you know <laughs> yeah. if you if you're gonna you know two people could perform at exactly the same gig at sub 89 one person has got a mate who is experienced in videography and video editing one doesn't who comes out of that looking better afterwards to the world in general and their um you know anyone else that's looking at it it's the person who bloody had someone so filming true. it and stuff mm. and um it's a bit weird that there's this additional pressure on us and it take. if you're doing it yourself it's great that you've learned how to do it and you're not Mm -hmm. having to pay anyone and you can level the playing field to some degree but you're still paying for it in terms of your time and your ability to make what is most important which is the new music and like that does concern me with my situation and i'm just working to absolute capacity right now um all day every day weekends included usually at my computer till midnight okay most of it's kind of fun it's fulfilling it's funny like you know you know i'm like hold on i've just spent a day doing this for a live stream that's gonna be seen by 300 people (coughs) once and it's cool and memorable in a way but i'd rather have spent a whole day making a deep and meaningful best work of my life song that's gonna Last longer and sort of contributes mm. a bit more to drum and bass and and everything. So, uh, if if the majors are still ahead of us on that, and and the, the privileged because they just farm it out to somebody who's kind of got better ideas than we do, and they can do all your videos and all the social media stuff and you can just concentrate on what matters or just like have an arrest for a little bit yeah I
3: agree (laughs) completely it's a bit of a shame really if you think about it because you just get like you do get a bit worn out like you say you work until midnight Mm. 1am I was up until like 2am yesterday working on our next artwork so and then by the time it's like oh let's let's, uh, you know get cracking on some song ideas you're just like well mate I haven't Mm. slept at all
4: (laughs) yeah and it can just generally sap you i don't know how you are when you're writing but i i feel like it is something i need to work on but i feel like i really need to be in a very comfortable Mm. state to like write music and and feel relaxed enough and feel like some i remember like i mean years and years ago i'd sort of go in the studio on christmas day afternoon because i'd I'd feel like i had no other responsibilities like it's christmas (laughs) you don't have to do your taxes or you know don't do the admin it's christmas day but you know what you can do a little tune and and you know feel relaxed about yeah. it. You know,
1: once you start recording more music, you've just given yourself a, a lot more work a long list of jobs you have to do Yeah,
4: <laughs> and then on top of that you have oh god I'm already going I'm going into an internet related rant here but like on top of all that you know we've put all this effort into the original art which is the music all of our extra time and effort into sort of engaging visuals and all this stuff mm. literally to just fart <laughs> it out yeah. on Instagram and it disappears. you know after a day it's gone mm. it's old news or, or mm. there's some somebody doing a TikTok dancing video or a cat yeah. yawning or some shit that <laughs> people are far more excited about and you're like what? <laughs> I can. There are people in... There are some people in drum and bass... Um, like, for example, Caliber. He's um, a fantastic example. He doesn't take part in social media shit. Like, his distributor will post up when a new release is out or something. But there's none of this crap. He's not, like, posting Instagram stories of his breakfast and <laughs> stuff like I feel like I have to do. And he's insanely successful. I mean, his music's amazing anyway, but he just lets his music speak. He puts quite a lot out. It's always amazing. And... It, when you are wondering about these things I'm like you know what there is another way if you d- decided to do it it would be okay Um but it's, See, I it's do think, think that
3: like be- partly like I think the pandemic and like what it's taught musicians to do like we're all having to adapt and like learn new skills I think now going forward I feel like that sadly or not I don't know how people will, will feel about this but I do feel like that's going to become the norm because if you think about it like yeah. I feel like every artists now coming into the industry um who will want to make it they will know they will have to know how to do all these skills they have to because um Mm -hmm. no labels at least to our experience what i've seen with our band and what our friends bands any artists like my girlfriends a solo artist as well like you have to know these skills because no label no management are going to take you on if you don't know how to do that back in the day it was normal to just be able to write a song and be able to play it live now it's just like all these skills that like you have to have and i think that's probably going to become like the normal going forward for new artists and and yeah
1: Mm -hmm. but i think that was one of the things that was unusual about about you through the various incarnations of bands you've been in since being young you were always very busy you were always Playing. you were always rehearsing always working um and i i would remark on it quite a lot that you were quite unusual as a as a, as a group of young musicians in, a, in how busy you were and how it, it was almost like you were doing it as a job of work from the age of 14 or wherever you were which most bands of that age are just messing around <laughs> and being silly and they might write the odd song every now and again and maybe do a gig to their mates twice a year or something but you were like focused and on it so I, i'm kind of guessing that maybe in this last year you've perhaps been able to give yourself a bit of a break and or maybe be more musicians be be yeah be, definitely be yeah and more as musicians rather and than and it's like you
5: were saying earlier about with, with writing um like when we were a, uh, like a full band um with more members like the way we'd write would be like all together in a practice room and like you know, praying that something's gonna happen, that like a bit of magic and someone comes up with something cool, um and that's really hard to write. And it's like, um you know, we were talking about being relaxed and being in a good space to write music. Like me and Rose are definitely not the sort of person to just pick up a guitar and be like, right, I'm gonna write a song now, and this, is, and this is gonna be it. It's it's definitely like, you know, our songs come from like moments and of you know being like, wow, this is a really exciting idea and. You know, a few of them come together and that's really nice, but a lot of the time it's like, I write a demo and send it to Rose and Rose sends me a demo, and then we send it to Tara, I can see what's going on. Um, So yeah, I think having no live music has allowed us to really focus on that and really focus on the writing aspect, which we've never really been able to properly do as a band. Um, So I think it's, it's been really beneficial.
3: Yeah, I think you were spot on there Because, um, Gavin, what you were saying About how we've managed We've been able to approach it more like How musicians would I mean, uh, obviously what we were doing was great And it was really, like, fast speed And everything was just like, go, 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 go mm. Gig, rehearse, yeah, tour, exactly. festival exactly, yeah. in Europe Like, it was amazing Like, honestly, I I hope it comes back for us But, yeah, like It actually, you know, we would get back From a European festival and be like, right We need to write the next song Yeah um, and now it's like yeah it's given us a time to just yeah like max said just focus on grabbing mm. that little uh, song from that moment that we really liked and be able to like um produce it at the pace that maybe it should be done um yeah it's, it's more organic for sure definitely Feels it's so interesting
2: what you're saying as well because it's just what we do as a charity day in day out is constantly about um looking at how people can't afford to do music we're working with young people who would very very rarely have the ability to afford to have music less conventional music lessons we're working with artists and art development projects that we know could never afford the kind of things that we're lucky enough as a charity to be able to help
4: with yeah, everything like the way everything i do sort of it's kind of like just entrepreneurial um you know little little bits of money here and there from from different things you know you get a bit of publishing every month i run a label which i've been doing um for a long time so there's always a f- you know little bits of sales on that um i do all my websites myself i've got a good web store Bandcamp, and stuff so there's little trickles from there there was djing which there isn't now but hopefully that'll come back um, and Twitch has been has just reached the point now where it's becoming like really really important to me because um, you can kind of monetize what you do on there. Viewers can subscribe to your channel or kind of send you tips using the the currency on there called bits. Um, and I've managed to get enough people in there watching me that are generous enough to like chuck me some bits and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's bloody hot, especially as like because back when I started, you know, you could earn your living from recorded music it was it was fine and especially like i kind of missed the boat on several of these waves but um uh you know when when drummer bass was kicking off you could you know release any old half decent tune and you could sell like five thousand copies on vinyl and like you know make five grand off it or something and people were just churning them out like that and rolling in it like i i kind of missed out on that really i started my own label a bit too late and the sort of bigger tunes I had came a little bit after those waves. But um I've seen a lot of changes and, um, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. What I do love, a lot of people grumble about streaming, but um when I first started, the only way people could listen to your music was if they identified as like a DJ and would go and buy vinyl records. Now anybody can listen to your music on Spotify and you get a little bit more money. So it's opened up the available listener base hugely... Um, and then that feeds back into gigs and stuff you know As like lo- i think as long as you're making good music you should be all right just about uh, you, you know like i don't know <laughs> let me correct myself. as long as you're making good music and doing live streams and editing your videos and doing photoshop yeah. and constantly maintaining three or four social media sources uh, not sleeping very much um you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> You should just be (laughs) here.
1: Not in too much depth. I guess we should actually listen to some of your music. So um, we're going to play Valerius, we're going to play your Mm. new single, Rita. Uh, So let's have a listen to that. some gigs booked you're going to be playing live at some point is that is that happening
5: yeah later late on in the year hopefully there's. I think the early stuff is like early August um, yeah. where it's like kind of all day festivals um, that were booked for last year but obviously got pushed back and been pushed back to they were then May now they're August and we'll see what happens but yeah um, lots of stuff in London um, I can't remember the names of the festivals can you raise uh, but I know there's one in Birmingham there's Bristol. We'll
1: link. We'll link to your your social so that people can find them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and the single is that part of? Is that are you working towards an album or are you just sort of putting out tracks as you do it?
3: Or? Yeah, we well we when we started working with Taric, we just worked at, um, because it just happened so easily. We kind of made up more than a few songs, and we just kind of like stuck to that formula of us three working together and uh, we've got uh, a nice catalog that we can't wait to share and um, after after Rita we've got um yeah we've got, well we've uh, uh, we've got another single coming and then more after that, which I don't know if our managers will be listening to it so I'm not gonna say. <laughs> Even though I don't don't think it really matters, but yeah, we've got uh, lots of new music like ready to be released, like lots of content and videos. Um, but yeah, can't wait to share it. Like it's um, really exciting stuff.
1: Mm. And and John, we're gonna play um, one of your. It was a really short track, NFT, actually. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was
4: I just uh it's a song, um I mean you must have heard of NFTs. I'm not a big crypto yeah. bastard, but um <laughs> uh somebody said, Oh, Elon Musk's done this NFT song So I started off doing it as just Mm -hmm. as a bootleg remix in the hope that he might see it retweet it but it was cricket so I basically just rewrote all the lyrics myself and just it everything in there is original now um and if you if you hear it without context uh it's best watched with the video um but it 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 was I did it kind of so I could show it on my live stream but also sell it or, or as an auction as an nft Um, which i did (laughs) um, and it sold and it's the good thing about nfts is um you can get a future royal any when anyone buys it and sells it on this one copy you can get a royalty on it so it actually i woke up on saturday morning and i had this email that said someone sold your nft to someone else you've made a (laughs) hundred dollars and i was like oh cool um but yeah i just i made this random video with like me in a cyber truck and all the like nft cryptocurrency crappy memes in there and it's a bit of a weird song
0: NFT,
1: Thank you guys for, for taking part um, uh, and sharing your thoughts on music and music, the music world uh, with us. Join us again for our, for our next podcast. Thank you. Thanks
3: for having us. Thanks so much for having us. Cheers. Ready Pop.
1: Music changing lives.